Shabbat Daf Kaf Tet Amud Aleph. The last thing we're discussing, we said Petilat Abeged. We brought a Mishnah Petilat that you made of a Beged that you folded it uh, and uh, you didn't light it to, to have it prepared from Erev Yom Tov. Rabbi Eliezer says it's Tametz Mekabel Tumah, and uh, you don't light it on uh, you don't light it part of Nero Shabbat. And Rabbi Akiva says it's Tehora. It's not, it's not a Beged anymore once you folded it and have it prepared as a wick. And you light it. So now, the Anyan Tumah, we understand the Mahlokrat of Rabbi Ezra and Rabbi Akiva, we want, because according to Rabbi Ezra, folding it, uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't leave, make it leave the status of Beged. And Rabbi Akiva says folding it does. Folding it, you turn it into it, that's it. So what's their Mahlokrat? So we had the first answer was Ravadabarahava. We're talking about exactly three by three, and we're talking about the Erev Yom, to, Yom Tov and Erev Shabbat. And the question is, would this become an olad? And uh, the, and Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer hold, uh, according to Rabbi Uda, which nolad, something new, something that was created new on Yom Tov, is Asur. And we ended up saying that Rav doesn't hold uh, like that, but he was just explaining according to Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. Now we're starting with a different answer, uh, Rabba, which is on the third line of Kaftet Amud Aleph towards the end. Rabba Amar, what Rabbi Eliezer was talking about, right, is not, the, not just on Yom Tov and because of Nolad. Hainu Tamad Rabbi Eliezer, he had a different reason altogether. We don't use that for Nerot Shabbat, right, that when you folded it and you and, uh, in order to make a wick, but you never lit it to have it prepared. We don't light, Rabbi Eliezer's reasoning is we don't light in a wick that hasn't been prepared, hasn't been lit a little bit, just to have it ready to, to light next time. Once you light something, it's easier to light the next time. And again, you can't use a smartutin, I guess rags, that weren't lit already, and now it's going to be much harder to light them. So the Gemara says, Ela had it on Rav Yosef, or Rav Yosef said, Shalosh al Shalosh mitzum samot lemal cheta. When Rav Yosef said three by three, exactly three by three, what's that? What was that talking about? Meaning, if you said this, Dean, uh, is any cloth that hasn't been lit has nothing to do with uh, three by three exactly. When Rav Yosef said three by three exactly, what was he talking about? So the command says, Lanyan Tum'ah. It was talking about Tum'ah, the Tanan, Shalosh al Shalosh Amru. When we said three by three at Sba'ot, that is Mekabel Tum'ah, and lesson is not Mekabel Tum'ah. Chutz min Hamelal. It's except that does not include the sewn part or the, you know, the end where it was sewn in by of the, of the, of the Beged. Three by three exactly even if it's with the sewing area, it's always three by three exactly. So when we said three by three, it was talking about that this bright had nothing to do with uh, lighting uh, wicks on, on Shabbat or Yom Tov. We are allowed to burn regular kelim. A person doesn't like his plate. Go put it, throw it in the fire, burn it. But if something broke on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to uh, put it into the fire. Why? Because it's nolad. And something that was created on Yom Tov is asur. That's revealed. You're allowed to throw dates into the fire. And 
you cannot use their pits for fire. The very why? Because the the garani weren't available before Yom Tov. Now they're created. Masikin beegozin. You're allowed to burn uh, walnuts on Yom Tov. Achalan. Once you ate them, and masikin beklipot. And we can use the shells for fire. The very matir. Because the shells become become like uh, something created. Because if I had the first case with the kelim, maybe over there Rabbi was osir because originally it was a keli, shever keli, and now it's a shever keli. And it is nolad. But they were always there. The garinim. Maybe it's good. If they would have said, okay, Garainim is a different story, right? Then maybe over there it's no lad. Because they're covered. And now they're revealed. But what about the Egozin, the shells? I can see they're revealed from the beginning. And now they're revealed. So what's the difference? And you should be able to. to, to, to I, could, I could burn them and they're not Bichlal no lad. No, I need all three cases. And what Rav said that, that Rabbi Uday, we're not, we don't use Garainim uh, on uh, on Yom Tov. He never said it straight out. He sort of he he something else. Uh, he said something else, and we understood it. Why the Rav Achal Tamare Ushda Kashyata Lebuchya. Rav ate, uh, I guess, it dates on Yom Tov, and he threw the pits. Into the stove, Amar le Rabbi Chia Bar Pachte, Yani Son of Gedolim. Can Egdob Yom Tov Asur? You can't do that on Yom Tov. Why? Because it's no lad and it should be Asur. And he understood from the story that when Amar Yehuda Marav said Mesekim BeKelim Ve'Em Mesekim BeShivrei Kelim, it goes according to Rabbi Yehuda in in the Machlokat Rabbi Shimon that you're not allowed because it's no lad. So the Gemara asks, Kibla mine or lo kibla mine? Did Rav accept that answer from Rabbi Chia or not? Tashema, let's find out. Dechiyata Rav lebabel. When Rav came to Babel, am achal tmare ushda kashiyata lechavata. He ate dates and he threw the pits to the animals. My love beparasiyata. Aren't we talking about with Persian dates? That are cooked and they fall and they, they, all the, the entire date falls off the pit and nothing is stuck to it and now it's nolad. Velokiblan, you can prove from here that he didn't care and he gave uh, anyway and he gave these pits to the animals. It shows that uh, he doesn't care about nolad. Igman answers, "Lo, you can't prove it. Maybe we're talking about Baramayata. Maybe we're talking about with uh, Babylonian dates that they're not cooked. They don't. They're not. Uh, they don't." Uh, they don't finish, they don't ripen well. And when you eat them, there's still some date stuck to the to the pit. And therefore, when you, you're allowed to touch them, why? Because, because the pit is allowed to be touched because there's some date still stuck on it. So you really have no proof in that story. And this is Rabbeinu Hanan El, very interesting, that he holds that, no, the the the, 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 the pits of the Babylonian Temarim, they're uh, they're they're softer and they're not uh, to be eaten. Okay, interesting. Amar le Rav Shmuel bar Hanan le Rav Yosef le Rabbi Yehuda de Amar mesikin bekelim ve mesikin beshibre kelim. According to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yehuda, 
right? That he says uh, you're allowed to burn the kelim and not she. She rekelim kevanda dig purta. Once you lit, you know, here's a question: You take a regular plate, a regular keli, right, and you burn it. Now it becomes a shivre keli. Have a shivre kelim. And now you want to, you know, you want to move it a little bit with the stick, you know, to get them, uh, you know, to move in, like, uh, make believe you're moving charcoal, you're moving the plate. You're, it became nolad. Now it became a shever keli and should be a sur now. And the fire caused it to go from a keli to a shever keli and you can't move it. So explains that Rav Yehuda understood the Avad Kedirav Matnahia, like Rav Matna, the Amav Matna, Marav Aitzim Shinashru Minadekel Tanur Beyom Tov. If you have uh, tree branches that fell and went into the stove on its own on Yom Tov, now it's Mukzeh, right? Because they came off on its own. What do you do? Marbe Aitzim Muchanin Umasikan. You take. Uh, you take other pieces of wood and you throw it in. The wood that you already took from yesterday, you took off from the tree from yesterday, they were already prepared for, for Yom Tov. You throw it in, and now like sort of batel berov, according to Rashi. I mean, the majority is not uh, is not uh, no lad, and therefore you're allowed. The Rashbat doesn't like that whole uh, batel berov situation. He explains that you put more uh, more uh, wood over there so people could think you're, you know, you, when you're moving... Uh, the, the the wood over there, the firewood, they, they think you're moving with Heter, not the Yisur. Rav Amruna Amar. Now, let's go back to our Mishnah. There was a Mahlok at Rebili Ha'ezeber B'Yakiva, Legabe Tum'ah. Ketilat, Abeget, Shekipela, Veloi Vava, Rebili Ha'ezeber, you folded it, Rebili Ha'ezeber says, it's still Mekabel Tum'ah, Rebili says, once you folded it, it's not Mekabel Tum'ah. So now Rav Amruna Amar, that Mahloket, we're dealing with a case less than three by three tefahim. Now, uh, the reef, uh, that's Rashi's perush. The reef brings a perush, yesh mefarshim, that we're talking about, shal 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 and he goes into it, but let's go with Rashi. And we're talking about um, cloths that are used for very simple work, nothing uh, important. And they both go according to their reasoning in a different place, which is Masechet Kelim. Now, just as a side point, there's two different ways to, to understand what Rav Hamunah is trying to go for. How does he understand what the Mishnah was talking about? There's the Tosfot Reds Perush, which basically says you're using a non-important cloth that was hanging somewhere, and you took it, and you folded it, and you want to make it... Uh, hashuv, uh, you by folding it, you want to use it as a wick. And you have the Ritzvah's perush on the, uh, that, what Rav Hamunah is trying to explain, how he is trying to explain the Mishnah, which is this was a wick that you happened to use for uh, some sort of uh, not important uh, use, as we'll, we'll see in a second. So, just that's just, we'll leave it simple, right? Pachot mishlosha, shlosha, you have something less than three tfahim, shit kinol if kok bota mechats. It's there to clog the drain in the bath. Ulnaer bota kedera, or I want to grab it, you want to use it like uh, mittens for the pot, right? Ulkaneh bota rehaim, or I use this piece of cloth uh, to clean, I guess, the, the mill from all the dust there. Ben minhamuchan, or ben she'en minhamuchan, whether this, uh, this beged is prepared or not prepared. Tameh. 
The very be the Ezer. The Gemara explain later on what is Muhan, what's not Muhan. It's always Tahor. If it was Muhan, Tameh. If it wasn't prepared, Tahor. What's their Mahalokit exactly? Everyone agrees. You took this, um, you took this, uh, this cloth, you threw it in the garbage. That's it, you don't want it anymore. It's not uh, part of it. Throw it out, not interested. If I left it in a box that shows I want to use it, it's Tameh. I hung it on a Rack, I put it behind the door. You didn't throw in the garbage. That means you plan on using it, and therefore it's still a cloth and still tameh. So why is it called shalomin Because compared to the one that's in the box, it's not muhan, but it's still uh, it's still it's still tuma. If you didn't put it in a box, it's uh, it's it's not a it's not a uh, anymore. It's not a cloth anymore. It's like garbage. So why is it called muhan? Because compared to what's in the trash, it's muhan. Now, if you hung it on a rack, right? That it's uh, it's uh, it's tameh. And if you throw it behind the door, that's not make uh, like He ended up going back on his words and he held that that it's not make whether you put it on a rack, whether you put it behind the door, it's always not make And now we understand our Mishnah when we said what exactly is that talking about? That's not mekabel tumah, and Rabbi Eliezer was holek that it is mekabel tumah. We're talking about something that was behind the door, something not important, mechan no mechan, right? And that, that's what we're talking about. And the Gemara asks, Mimai, wait, wait. Now we're going back on Rabbi Akiva. Why is Rabbi Akiva? Uh, wh- wh- why did he go back? Why did he go back on his words? He never explained why. Why is he now like Rabbi Yeshua? Amar petilata beged. It says Petilata Beged. Why is it called Petilata Beged? It means it was this wick was made from entire Beged. Litni Petila Shell Beged. Say it's a Petila from a Beged, right? Or of a Beged. My Petilata Beged. Ta'adain Beged. It's still a Beged. It is still Hashuv. And still Rabbi Akiva's Metaher, because Rabbi Akiva was Hoserbo. Now all this was according to the perush of Rashi that uh, that Rabbi Eliezer holds muhan is in a box and no muhan is you hung it or you threw it behind the door and Rabbi Yeshua holds muhan is uh, hung it or threw it and enomuhan uh, is in the garbage and basically what Rabbi Eliezer calls enomuhan Rabbi Yeshua calls muhan now Tosfot has like uh, three questions on this. And ends up saying that we're not even talking about the box or the trash. Rather, Ben Muhan is if it's hung, and no Muhan if you throw behind the door. The Reef calls a different tangent, and he says uh, uh, that uh, we're not talking about the uh, Muhan means ready to be used or not be used. According to Bilal Muhan means you put it uh, on, uh, you hung it on the rack. 
It's a muhan to be put in a box. And in all muhan, when you throw it behind the, the door, it means you're not planning to put it in a box. And when Rabbi Yeshua said muhan, he meant behind the door is ready to be thrown in the trash. And ve'enomina muhan is uh, something that you uh, hung on the door. It's not muhan to be put in the trash. Uh, so you have different ways of explaining the sugya, but we have to move on. Uh, the Mishnah, and again, we are discussing Muktse now. So we're talking about a case where a person has a candle that is lit and you took a half a shell of an egg and you filled it with oil. You put a little tiny hole over there in it and it's like sort of dripping into the can- uh, candle. And this way, uh, you could have you could have uh, oil going into the candle, and it can continue lighting and on and on and on. The problem with doing that, we're scared that since uh, you know you, you'll see oil, you'll put your hand in, and you'll put oil on on your uh, on uh, on your face, on your hands, on your uh, on on the food. Uh, you'll use it, right? And even if it's made of heres, that's disgusting, and you no one's going to touch it, and it just it's it's it, even still it's still asur. Matir, whether it's uh, from an eggshell, whether it's hairs, because no one's going to take that oil. But if uh, when a, the, a person made that, uh, make some sort of uh, invention where this uh, this uh, half a cup of hairs or betza is connected to the nair. It's all one considered one keli, and no one's going to touch it because people know to be careful from the candle on Shabbat. No one should light a ka'ala of oil, take the wick, the other side of the wick, and then connect it to another, uh, another uh, I guess, plate with oil. Why? So I guess it should suck from the other candle. Uh, meaning, so the wick would suck out from the uh, from the other plate, and this way it light longer. Um, why shouldn't you do that? Because you might come to take oil from that second plate. Review does not worry people taking things from that second plate. Now the Gemara wants to understand why do we have uh, three cases? Betza, the Heres, and the Ka'ara. So the Gemara is going to go into each one now. The Iyashmi'in Utsricha. Why do I need all three cases? The Iyashmi'in and Shefaferet Shel Betza. If I only have that little uh, half of a of of an egg, Behakamir Abanan the Chevan de Lo Meisa. It's not disgusting. So Hachamim Morgozer Atel is the Pokem in Nevik. We all might come to take it. Aval Shel Cheres de Meisa, but Cheres is disgusting. No one's going to touch it. Ema Model Lel Rebiuda. Maybe they would agree to Rebiuda and it's mutar. So therefore, they have to say Betza. Now, if they were told me Heres, maybe Rebuda would be in Matir because it's disgusting. Maybe by the Betza he would agree to Rabbanan. If we would have said Betza and Heres and not mentioned anything about the Ka'ara, maybe in those two cases there is not really Hefsek. Uh, between the the shvoferet to the ner, because it's really one on top of the other, right? That the the that the egg or that cheres is on top and is dripping into the candle, and this way it's it giving the wick uh, the ability to continue lighting. There's no hefsek. Um, but you have a kara which is like it could be ten feet. I don't know. Depends on the the size of the wick. 
אבל קערה דמי הפסקה, אם המודל להוא לרבנן, מייבי הוא רגעו את הרבנן, ובי חושש. ויש מעינה בעיין, if we only mention the קערה, בהי כמה רבנן, מייבי only that type of case, החכמים would be אוסר, why? because there's a הפסק, אבל בהנתר, אם המודול לרבי יהודה, מייבי דהו רגעו את רבי יהודה, רבי מותר, צריך therefore I need all three cases. ואם חברה היוצר מתחילה, מותר, if it was connected from the beginning, it's one big invention, it should be מותר. תנא, we have a bright eye, אם חברה בסיד ובחרסית מותר, if it connected it with lie, with cement or something, that it's ממש connected, and therefore it's מותר. Now the Gemara says, ואנן יוצר תנן, we said, you know, a person with, you know, who set it up with the clay, not the בעל הבית, over here it sounds like the בעל הבית did it. So we said, מה יוצר? כעין יוצר. Well, what's יוצר? I mean, any, really anyone can do it, as long as you did it, כעין יוצר, like a professional. תניה, אמר ביהודה פעם אחת ששבתנו, we did a Shabbat בעליית בית נדזה. I guess in the house of בית נדזה, בלוד, it was in Lod. והביאו לנו שופט של ביצה, ומלאנו השמן וניקבנו, we took a piece of, we took a, I guess eggshell, we filled it with oil, we put a hole in it, ונחנו על פיאנר, we put on top of the, the candle, והיה שם רבי טרפון וזקנים. And רבי טרפון and the elderly saw it, ולא אמרו לנו דבר, they didn't say anything. אמרו לו, אז לטעוד רבי יהודה, משם ראייה, what are you talking about, how is that proof? שאני בית ניצה, this is in and over there, but בית ניצה, people are on top of one another and they're not going to mess around. אבין ציפורה, אבין פרם ציפורי, I guess, גרר ספסלה בעליתה דששה. He was dragging a bench in the attic or I guess in the house that there was, the floor was made of tile. In front of Rabbi Yitzhak ben Al-Azhar, Amar, listen, Rabbi Yitzhak told Avin, If I'm quiet the way Rabbi Yudah's friends were quiet to him, people are going to say that I was matir, because really we should be gozer, dragging a... a bench in a tiled floor because you might come to do it in a uh, in a place in a I guess in a floor that is not tiled it, it, I guess there's regular dirt ground and you might come to like uh, it's like plowing uh, now here we're going to give a few cases of uh, of people who did something that uh, they thought was mutar but uh, people yelled them because what might, people might come to say So here, the person who was in charge of the shul of the, of the city of Batra, he was dragging a, a bench in front of Rabbi Miyah told him, came on, who do you hold like that you're, uh, that you're dragging a bench on Shabbat? You hold like Rabbi Shimon, you hold like Rabbi Shimon, maybe Rabbi Shimon was not here in Batra, big benches that the only way possible to do it is where you have to drag it. You can't pick it up. Biktanim, or you could just pick it up. Miyamar, who gave you a hatter to do it, even with small chairs? Upliga, de'ula. This argues, Rabir Miyah argues on ula. De'amar ula, mahloket, mahloket of Rabir Shimon and Rabir Uda, biktanim, is when it comes to... Small, um, small chairs. About bigdolim, divreakol, mutar. Everyone says it's mutar. Now, Tosafot, Ramban, the Ritva, they all bring down a gersa that says bigdolim, divreakol, asur. 
the Tosafot in, in very, very short says we're not coerced like that, but the Ramban and Ritva do take it to task, and they say that's not the correct Girsa. Mativ Rav Yosef, a person can drag a mita, bed, kise, chair, vesafsal, bench, as long as you don't. Uh, you don't have uh, intention to make a hole in the ground. This argues on Rabbi Yehuda, which uh, he holds in Aliyah to uh, drag uh, all these things. Now, he mentions something that's gadol, a bed. Small things, chair. This goes against Ola. Right? He said that the Mahlok is only Ketanim. And he goes against Rabbi Yirmiya, who said the Mahlok is only by Gedolim. So now Ola, Rabbi Yirmiya, uh, so Ula is metaretz according to his shita. Rabbi Yirmiyah Rabba explains his shita. Ula metaretz the What's his uh, explanation? Mita do kise. It has to be a bed that can be carried by uh, one person. It has to be small. Rabbi Yirmiyah metaretz the He explains according to his reason. It has to be kise, which is pretty big. Do mita that you can't pick up by yourself like a bed. And only in that case, Rabbi Shimon was matir. Mativ Rabbah, now Rabbah, ask on Rabbi Yirmiya Rabbah, right? Person who's selling shatnez, mokharin kedrakan, they're allowed to sell their usual way, they're allowed to wear it to short people. As long as you don't have the intention of benefiting from it in the sun because uh, you want to cover yourself, or in the rain, you want to cover yourself in the rain, the people who don't want to be, have people talking about them, they just, uh, they hold, I guess, they hold up the clothing with a stick over their back. And you see that the halachavi is like, if I'm not planning to have this any benefit from it, I'm allowed to wear it. And over here, like a like a you could do like the tsnoin. The chiktanim dame. It's like uh it's like the small uh it's like the small chair where you could pick it up and without dragging it. Vikilomit kaven. And when you don't have kavana, Rabishim Ashare, Rabishimon Khathila, Rabishimon will allow you to carry that chair or to drag that chair khathila, even though if you could do it behater. The same way with the kila, with the shatnez, you could uh, put it, you could put it on a stick and, uh, and show it to people that way. But no, you, it gives you a there to wear it. Tiyufta de Rabir Miyaraba, Tiyufta, you're right. This uh, argues on Rabir Miyaraba, who said where you could do it, beheter, pick it up. Uh, it's a, he says uh, this this breita with the shatnez really mamash argues, and we'll stop right here by the Mishnah. We'll start from here tomorrow. Baruch Hashem Olam, Amen, Ve Amen.